T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley with the biggest stories of the day. It's the Big Three at Three. Number one. Ah, Big Three at Three. Clint Sterner is out today, but in for him, Sports Radio 610.com's own, and Sports Radio 610's own anyway. Brandon Scott is with us. Uh, you know him. You, you hear him every week on In the Loop. You hear him. Uh, on with us sometimes you hear him and you read him all over uh, sportsradio610.com so uh yeah holding it down yeah he holds it down and he's holding it down with us as Clint is out in Cabo and uh, the, we know the top story here and what we want to keep you updated on is um is the coaching search and everybody will be interviewed um uh up to this point up today through today everyone should be interviewed except for uh, the guy that is the offensive coordinator for the Giants, he will interview on Sunday. What's his name, show? And um, and so that concludes with today. Mike Kafka. Demico. I was gonna say. Oh no! I actually I can't say that. I was Just, gonna, I not? was gonna flip around the Listen, the, no. la, the 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 first I name of his it. last name. The first letter of his last name and the first letter I of his still, first I name. I can still sniff that out. But so I don't. I know, well, I don't but know. also I can't do that. Yep. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't. Yeah, you can't. I got your back. Yeah, well, yeah. I want to be. I want to be invited back. Yeah, on the show again. Because the Mathka part's not bad. Yeah, but the the other one. The that, other one's that, a tough one. That I'm so glad I didn't try. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. The other one. Well, restraint. Yeah, that may have been your last day here, buddy. Yeah. Last and, and that's not even what I would have meant. Right. No, no, right. Yeah, no, of course but, not. But I would have said it. Yeah. It's an awful God. thing. That's why. I, that's why I just think you just don't say his name. Yeah. Uh, that's just, probably let's better. Go offensive let's, coordinator for the Giants. Let's go with that. He will interview on Sunday. D'Amico Ryan's. He uh, he is interviewing today, and um, he's got multiple interviews today. Actually, the Colts included. But he's going to interview with the Texans today. And I, I, I thought this was something interesting you threw out. And I believe. Let me make sure I get this right. Is there any concern? Because you look at the pros and the cons, is there any concerns that D'Amico Ryan's could have you ending up in the same situation that the New York Jets are in with Robert Sala yeah. hiring? Robert Sala coming out of the same system was his predecessor, the defensive coordinator with the 49ers, getting uh, Matt LaFleur's little brother. Um, and, uh, and Hello, Mike. And little Mikey LaFleur becoming his offensive coordinator, drafting Zach Wilson, the quarterback, and then having him come in all to have in the second year him be fired uh, and have to search for another offensive coordinator. Because that's the fear with yeah. defensive coaches. Um, for me, hell no. 
This does not make me feel any different about D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans is my number two. He's my plan B behind Sean Payton. And no, it doesn't. Um, because I, I, I happen to think, first of all, in two years, if you're going to be telling me that up to the last week of the season, the Jets, or I mean the Texans, are going to be in the playoff hunt in two years, because that's what Robert Sala has done in two years. Uh, playoffs? Year one struggle, year two. They were up to the last week of the season in the playoff chase. And really, they really blew it down the stretch. And a lot of it had to do with the quarterback issue, especially Mike White getting hurt. But I think, first off, so yes, give me that right now for the Texans. Second, I think this is more of a Joe Douglas problem, the general manager who is uh, the general manager of the Jets, he chose the wrong quarterback. Yeah, right. In right, my right. opinion. So I, I I think Zach Wilson is is was an issue and was going to be a long shot and his showing why he was he he made folks nervous to be drafted that high at two more than what the system was. So it doesn't scare me off at all. Well what's interesting about the and me either for the just for the record. But what's interesting about his show is that the concern is twofold. Like either it it goes the way it did with Salah and Lafleur in in New York, and the offensive coordinator ends up getting fired after a couple of years because things don't work out with the quarterback. Or I've, the other concern that I've seen show is it does work out, and the offensive coordinator is good, and he just gets hired away, and you're having to cycle in and out of offensive yeah. coordinators because they're getting hired away because it's this is working out. To Mike Tomlin and, a lot. This is happening yeah. to Sean McDermott right now. Hey, and and to me, it's like, hey, that's a good sign. That that means that this place is a desirable spot for up-and-coming offensive coordinators. And my response would also be to always be grooming potential offensive coordinators, somebody that could step into that role. So build a pipeline in that situation. But to, the, the, the issue that I have with it, show, is that either argument, to me, sort of is like a predisposition to wanting to, to disqualify defensive coaches. Like, at that point, you're just saying that you don't want to hire a defensive coach, which some people feel that way. But I, I don't. So I'm, I'm cool with hiring a defensive coach, and I'm also cool with the idea of having a good offensive coordinator who works his way up into being a head coach and then being able to replace that guy. But I, but I would agree with you to the point of, hey, the issue with the Sala. LaFleur experiment was not a Salah LaFleur issue. It was a Zach, like you said, a Joe Douglas issue, and yeah. more more specifically, a Zach Wilson issue. Yeah. You hit on the quarterback, and, and they're in a similar position, the exact same position, right? You're getting a new coach. You're drafting a quarterback, or I'm sorry, you're drafting at number two. I'm assuming you're drafting a quarterback. Do you get it right? Yeah, you know, like, they, do you pick the right guy? If they had actually drafted the second-best quarterback in that draft, there you Justin go. Fields, there you go. they would be in the playoffs. But watch, right now, what Robert Sala and company have actually done, they have a great defense. Yeah. They've got some skilled guys. Reese Hall, when he comes back, Williams, uh, who they got at Ohio State. Uh, yeah. They've got some. Jameson Williams, yeah. But, oh, they, or, or no. Uh, no, 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 you're, you're talking about. Uh, not Williams. You're talking about uh, Garrett, Garrett, uh, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson out of uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Cause Jameson Williams is, is Detroit. That's my bet. When they, but now they're attractive to quarterbacks. Right. They're attractive. To, their offense will be better with a better quarterback. I just, to me, I, that 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 is not one that that scares me. It's it's a real deal. It's a real thing yeah. because if you have the coach that's going to be working with the quarterback in the offense, you know it ain't going to change. That's a big deal. But 
that it shouldn't be a disqualifier. Yeah, and and, and ask and ask the film watchers and the people that that really study it nitty gritty. Their scheming and play calling when Zach Wilson wasn't out there, whenever they were going with Flacco or whoever else was out there. Mike White was was probably the best. Yeah, but but the but the actual scheming and play calling itself was not bad. It was the quarterback that was bad. Big three and three, number two. All right, hey, it's it's happening. Deion Sanders, who has taken over at Colorado, uh, he not only got the number one recruit that he had uh, was able to to leave Florida State to come to Jackson State with him, he is now also transferring along with others to Colorado. He has now landed Karami McLean, the top cornerback. He is coming to Colorado as well. I want the dogs. Man, he's going to have... I'm trying to think of how fast he's going to have Colorado as a, a at least because now the 12 this 12 team playoff is coming very very soon. I I I bet you I bet you Dion has Colorado at least knocking on the door in two years of the college football playoff. If that thing is extended to 12, I like I, to dance. I bet you he has them knocking on the door because USC and UCLA are going to leave. Uh, the, the the Pac-12 and, and go to the Pac-10, and he is—I mean—he is about to get this thing rolling. He is about to get a ton of talent, and that is not a a hard conference to kind of roll through, especially if USC is not in it. I, I think Dion's going to have this thing rolling in a couple of years. Well, Dion seems to have both of the things that you need to be successful in college, and that's the actual coaching and, more more importantly, the recruiting. The recruiting. Well. So, so, like, you got some guys that can coach but can't recruit and some guys that can recruit but can't really coach. It seems like I know small sample size. It's only been a couple of years at Jackson State, and the recruiting part looks pretty damn good already with Colorado, and, and he, he comes in with the built-in name record. He's a famous person, right? So that helps. He's a, he's a built-in football celebrity as a Hall of Famer, Deion Sanders we're talking about here. But, yeah, but he actually seems like he can coach and has that, I mean, I'm not the biggest, like, like Deion Stick. It, it doesn't really appeal to me, but I, I do get it. Like, I 100% understand why it appeals to other people, and you can't deny Hey, that's Deion Sanders that I'm I talking like to. Dance. Yeah, man. I mean, there's an appeal there, so I could absolutely see it. And then you know, Colorado. So you know, young young people. Young people will enjoy Colorado. Yeah, some that's legal Close there. Close to Denver. No, I mean, I mean, he is like he is going to have this thing. I mean, color. Seriously, I mean, Colorado is about to blow up. I wonder how long they can keep it. And and to be honest, now the way things shakes up, Colorado's a really cool place to live maybe he wants to come to texas or something where he lives or florida state if that ever comes open but he could he could settle in there and 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 get paid and get and and get and have great success in college i what well, this is i think at the very least show because what's interesting about it he, i mean he's the greatest corner of all time he keeps so all these corners so could it be that he just goes on this run at the very least okay and i think he's just gonna do a hell of a job all around but at the very least, he just goes on this run of getting the top corner of every class because all the corners want to go play for Dion and learn under Dion. Who's the last, like, kind of out-of-nowhere program that just jumped in college? Well, for me, it was Clemson. Is it Clemson? I, yeah, I mean, I know they were good Clemson at one point. Had, it, it but, yeah, that would be well, it for me. That, that, Colorado could be Clemson in five, in five to ten years Oof. if Dion stays there. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. That's, because that's Colo- crazy to think, I had to think about. Think about Colorado has won a national championship in like in the 90s. 
Yeah. And they, remember Cordell Stewart? They were more really, recently really than A M. Yeah. Well, well, uh, I mean, well, Dabo falls in along those lines of the guy who can recruit his ass off, but isn't necessarily know, the greatest coach, but hires good coaches. I know that. So- I know that sounds a little aggressive. What I'm saying, but I mean, if you think about it, like I'm just trying to think, like it was the last program that just came out of nowhere in a conference where they could kind of power. Color, uh, look out! If he stays there, if I mean, he stays I mean, there in five years, Joe, I, I know TCU's had success before, but like being in the national championship game, that's pretty damn out of nowhere. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, was Cincinnati not in the in the playoff last year? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's certainly in play that Colorado could be there if Dion plays his cards right, and it looked like he is. If he's getting kids like this, yeah, just try not to lose any more toes, man. I want the dogs. Big three at three. Number three. He got eight of them. He got eight of them. All right. Keep a sock on at the recruiting trips. Here we go. NFL playoffs this weekend. Can't wait. Divisional round. I love the divisional round. I want to go. You know, I'm a quarterback person, so I want to get to that. We got first game of the weekend tomorrow, Saturday, Jacksonville in Kansas City. Chiefs are a a, a nine-point favorite. Then Saturday night, the Giants travel to Philadelphia. Eagles are a seven and a half point favorite. Sunday, I think the game of the weekend, and these two games are the games of the weekend anyway. The Bengals at Bills, they're going to try that game again. The Bills are a five and a half point favorite in that game. And then the Cowboys travel to San Francisco, and the Niners are a four point favorite. Which quarterback, fellas? Which quarterback of all the teams? Which quarterback is under the most pressure this week? Now, I saw you say this, man. Ooh, that's a good one. You want me to throw mine out first? Yeah, you yes. go. I, I mean, I, I got hey, mine. Uh, you can throw out yours, but I got mine. Hey, go ahead. the quarterback under the most pressure. I think ours play against each other, actually. Is Brock Purdy. Come on, man. Oh, no. You know, you I cannot agree that. with that at all. The most pressure. Let's, let me tell you something. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars next year? Trevor Lawrence. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs next year? Patrick Mahomes. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the New York Giants next year? Yeah, it'll be Daniel Jones. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Eagles next year? Jalen Hurts. It'll be Jalen Hurts. Who's going to be the quarterback for the Bengals and the Bills? Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Cowboys? Dak Prescott. Brock Purdy could play himself into being the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers moving forward. What if he's already done that? He No, he's not done that yet. If they lose... I don't I, like. I Dude, don't. He's think, shown good, good things. He's shown good. I don't think they're ready to pull the plug on. We traded three first round picks for Trey Lance yet. I don't think they're willing to pull the plug on that and, completely. Isn't that what good GMs do though? Know when to pull the plug. But listen, Kyle Shanahan for for a particular reason is the one who made the decision and went up and got Trey Lance. Right. He wants to play more fair, a, a, a more of a mobile style of offense. If Brock Purdy wins. The next couple games, it gets him to the Super Bowl. My man, how much is Brock making? I bet you Brock ain't making. I know he ain't making a million dollars. Yeah, Mister Irrelevant has got to be under a million. Six, seven, seven hundred thousand dollars. These other guys, yeah, we talk about legacy. They all with legacy. All of these dudes either got the bag or are going to get the bag. Brock Purdy this season is making $705,000. This dude got a chance to put himself and make himself a starting quarterback in the National Football League and change his whole family. He ain't in change family mode yet. He got a chance, baby. I'm telling you, Brock Brock under pressure. 
Brock, Brock under changing his whole life pressure. These other guys already done it. See, I, I think it's more so a house money, like because he's not supposed to be here anyway. And I think exactly. he has at least done enough. If, if, it, well, if, if he hasn't done enough to be the 49ers quarterback, he's done enough to be somebody that other teams look at if they do decide that they're going to go in a different direction, either it be Trey Lance or whoever else it is. So maybe under the, under pressure from the standpoint, he can't go out there and bomb it and look terrible. Because any I'll give you this much. Any of the rest of those guys can go out there, have a horrible game. Jobs. Like, they can have a horrible game and they still got jobs. But Brock Purdy, I feel like, is in a position of – really in a position of strength at this point because he's gotten the San Francisco 49ers to a point where I think when he first got out there or when they first threw him out there, you said, oh, Mr. Irrelevant, they don't have a chance. You know, they don't have a chance to be in this position, and here they are. So I think I think he's played well enough to be somebody that gets a look, played well enough to be somebody that be one of them, one of them lifelong backups at the very least. Like, I think he's got but, job but security. The, but the difference between lifelong yeah, 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 no, sure. to potentially being a starter for the 49ers. But I wouldn't view that as pressure. I, I wouldn't view that as pressure. I, I, oh, I, I view that as nothing. That, that's nothing but opportunity. That's how, that's, that's, yeah, because no, if, if I don't do it, at the very least, my floor is already pretty damn high. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're so all I can, at this point, all he can really do is win, not lose. No, like, I mean, like there's, if he, there's, a, there's a difference between $700,000. And then being the starting quarterback and signing a contract and getting big money. No, There's I think a, I think he's played his way into being somebody that will consistently yes. be able to get chances and always be able to well, cut a get, check. He ain't even had a full T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. A check. I'm talking about forget cut a check. I'm talking about set it up. No, he but ain't. From he what ain't, you've seen, he ain't getting no extension just based off of uh, off of this if role. He, if he he has a chance to solidify being the starting quarterback for the Niners moving forward, if he wins two games, maybe. If he wins but two that, games, but that that doesn't necessarily get him an extra check. Now he's just the cheap labor. But then at if that you're point. Gonna, if you're the starting quarterback of the Niners, like, you're, but you're to me, but to me, it, no, 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 no. If you're the starting quarterback of the Niners, you're going to have that opportunity. And at the very least, then the pressure ramps up when he becomes the starting and, quarterback. Because at that point, now you're auditioning but you for got, your check. But you can, there's pressure to get to that point. Tyler says, this is Josh Allen. And these dudes got these dudes got paid. They got the bag. I'm not saying they ain't got pressure. This is a different type of pressure. This is change your life pressure. 
Davis Mills had a chance to change his whole family's life, too. He buckled under the damn pressure. He had a chance to be the starting quarterback. Fit out, damn, so. Buckled under. All right, coming up. House money, man. Yeah, you looking at the house money. You ain't supposed to be here. Uh, He ain't, but he here, and now he got a chance. Uh, There's something that we got to discuss, and I think it is the main reason why I'm crossing my fingers that Sean Payton or Coach Ryans gets this job. We got to get to that. One of the main reasons why I'm hoping for Payton or D'Amico. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Hey, what is today? January 20th. I got to send a shout out to my baby boy. My oldest boy, it's his birthday today. Is it really? Little show turned nine today. All right. He's going to get real, real frisky tonight, baby. Good times, baby. Good we're birthday gonna, party. We're going to drink about 12 Capri Suns, Sunny, mm. Sunny Delights. What are you into? He's not into the Sunny Delights, but he's going to get it Get about 12. Get Capri Suns? Capri Suns. Yeah, yeah. Little Zivia kids, too. Okay. We force him into that. Okay. Some, uh, zero, zero sugar Gatorade. Yeah, man, we force him Oh, boy. He's going to get it real <laughs> fine. We might, no, we get, might, wild. Get, him, might get him in the, uh, the old root beer tonight. He's a... He's a big root beer fan. But, yeah, nine years old. Happy birthday. Yeah, shout out to the little, little show. show. Yeah, man. It's be a good time. It's going to have a whole bunch of kids in the house when I get home, apparently. So, yeah. Birthday Ho- party here. Hopefully All there's traffic. All sugared up. Hopefully yeah. there's traffic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give, run them down. Give them, enough, give them enough time to tire themselves out before yeah. you get there. That's gonna, always my hope. Yeah, he's going to be he gonna be smoking hot if tomorrow don't go the way he needs it to go tomorrow for him. Got Kansas playing TCU at 12 o'clock. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Got the Chiefs and the Jags at uh, 3 o'clock. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be actually good because TCU's got a squad. They do. Have, you, have y'all played since the Kansas State loss? No, I have not. Okay, have okay. Not. have not. Yeah, have yeah. not. Yeah. I, I was, I was watching up. that, man. That was one of the better college basketball games I've watched, man. It just unfortunately didn't work out for y'all. Didn't work out. Yeah, um, yeah hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully we have games down the stretch where – Officials don't just slide in there, and I'm talking for both teams. Just, I mean, just there was just fouls each and every t- each and every time down. Kansas shooting free throws, K State shooting yeah. free throws, yeah, Kansas was, shooting awful. free throws, K State shooting. Free- I mean, that's all. It was, it was. Yeah, it was awful. I, I always I think mean, about you when I'm watching Kansas, but I forget that you've already indoctrinated Little Show, and he's probably just as bad as you already at the age of nine. Oh, that's man. funny. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, he was ticked off going to bed that night. <laughs> all right, um, D'Amico uh, interviews today. Sean Payton interviewed. Uh, via Zoom earlier in the week, and 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 everybody else is interviewed. Uh, they have one more interview on Sunday coming up. But I, by one and two, it, it, first of all, let me throw this out. Tell me if you think this is fair. I think Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryan's, to me, are two guys that if they took the job, I don't think. If they took the job, I think Nick Casario's role changes into where I don't think the amount of power and decision power that Nick once had, which was everything, I think that changes. Damn sure with Sean Payton, and I also think that D'Amico Ryans would take the job also with having more power than most 
head coaches would have with a general manager. I think this, to me, if D'Amico or Sean Payton took the job, one, I think Sean Payton would completely have a Trump, Trump card over over Nick Casario. Second, I think Nick Casario and D'Amico would be more working together, and Kyle McNair would be the one signing off on on decisions. The rest of these guys, I, I think Nick Casario would still body them. Yeah. And would still be the guy. Is that I, is that a fair thing to think? If those those two those are the two candidates in this group that I think are either more working with Nick than just following Nick's decisions. Yes, I think that is a. Is that a fair? I think that's a fair assessment, and I would even go further than that and say, on top of that, not not just what you said is true, but I think more than anything, the McNairs, from my sense of it. They want a candidate like that. Yeah, I, I, like like they want to hire a guy that they feel comfortable with working in a, in that exact role and, and sort of environment that you're talking it, about. I get the feel. That's I think like, that's what they want. I get the feel. It's like, all right, I'm gonna be more involved, not just in the coaching search, but everything. More of a thought of, and Nick made it made it sound that way too in his presser. Of yeah. Like, hey, I'm Kyle McNair, the coach and the the general manager. Kind of report to me. Yeah. And then. We make decisions on those things. As as it was before, I think it was, all right, Nick, man, it's on you. We're entrusting you to do what it is that you want to do when you make the decisions. Hell, Nick, you can hire the coaches. I believe in Nick Casario. You can do whatever. Um, so that's why I really want those two to be there because Tyler and, and Brandon and Drive Family, I am scared to death. Scared to death for Houston Texans fans of Nick Casario being the sole majority decision maker on who the next quarterback is going to be for the Houston Texans. I'm not even going to call you Mama Show here. I think that, that I, is warranted. I, I am scared to death of the thought of, all right, this time, just, just based off of the history of what he, of his evaluations. From who he has selected as coaches, who had, all right, even if you say, well, the coaches aren't him. Okay, who he's allowed to help him select coaches. Yeah. And many of you want to say, oh, no, no. He looked at Sauce Gardner and Derek Stingley, and he chose the one that wasn't the first cornerback to be first team all pro in 41 years that graded out to be the best corner, instead took the guy who was injury-prone, who, uh-oh, unbelievable, folks, hold on, became injury-prone as a pro and missed the final eight games of his season. Like, I, and I, I'm not saying it's all bad. He chose Damian Pierce, whatever. He, yeah, he, I chose, mean, he chose Jalen Peacher. And he drafted Derek Stingley based off of his profile as a player and the Fantastic. talent. I mean, and, and willing to risk the injury right. part, saying, like, I, and Derek Stanley still grades out to be a pretty good right. player. I'm just, am I factual? I mean, I, I think I think you're factual and out factual. of context a little I'm, bit. There. Well, a little bit out of context I'm there. Factual. I'm well, factual. no, no, because Derek Stingley was graded out and considered to be him and Sauce Gardner were similar level of prospects. Yes, they were similar level of prospects. Yeah. So and he and right now he chose the wrong one today. Did he? Yeah, I, I think I think okay. that's I think that's, may, I think that no, that's unfair because it's one year and you may, do, and you and you don't get to say that somebody's the wrong one after change, one it year. May change. So, today he made the wrong decision. Yeah, no, there there is no today of making the okay. wrong decision. Well, that's, that's, so that is unfair. Yeah. As I'll say, today he made the wrong decision okay. right. at a unfair. complete Let's opposite right. place. One's yeah. an All Pro, first team All Pro. One can't get on the field. 
All right? I'm scared to death that the guy who chose David Culley over all those other people, the guy who tro- chose Josh McCown over all these people, the guy who then settled in on Lovey Smith over all these people, a guy who chose Derek Stingley over Sauce Gardner, a guy who then chose uh, 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 Kenyon Green over Zion there's Johnson. The, there's the one. A guy, uh, that guy. I'm running him down. Now, uh, you know, uh, maybe these are all coincidences. I am scared to death of him being the sole person to choose the quarterback. And I think with D'Amico Ryans and especially with Sean Payton, that wouldn't just be on him. For me, for Texans fans, I am like the, the thought of Nick Casario is going to be the guy who selects like, your chance to get this thing right with the quarterback. Nick's the guy to select it. That, that makes me nervous. I don't think it takes – I think it's a lot more obvious that either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud would be the guy that you should take at number two. I think that, that it's it's much clearer and easier and obvious to do so. So I don't, I don't think it takes a stroke of genius or a level of like extreme expertise to say, hey, I'm going to take one of these guys, especially knowing where you are with your quarterback position. So for me, I'm a little bit more comfortable with it, not because it's Nick, because I think it's it, – no, look, let's be clear on this. It is fair to question Nick Casario's judgment. Like, you and I can disagree on the whole Derek Stingley, Sauce Gardner argument. We can go in a rabbit hole on that. But your overall point on whether it is fair to question Nick Casario's judgment based off of the coaching uh, the coaching hires and the coaching search, based off of the decision not only to draft Kenyon Green, but to to trade out of the, the opportunity to draft the players that went before Kenyon Green, either be Jordan Davis or, like, somebody else that you could have had. Like, and, and then to – seemingly not get it right even at that position right like the to me the decision he made with Derek Stingley and Sauce Gardner is more of a more of a toss-up the one with King and Green is less of one so so yeah it's fair well, to question it's just, both of them yeah but but, but, it's, but it's 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 a it's a it's a fair critique because I think there was more consensus on hey this guy is above this guy as opposed to these two are more comparable and rivals like in terms of the evaluation of the player but that said it's still fair to question his judgment. At the very least, he ain't proven himself to know what he's doing. Going back to the conversation we were having earlier, show about who's in a position of power in the interview, it's it's not the ones that's got to sell themselves on being competent and knowing that, knowing what they're doing. Like I still feel like they've got to sell that vision. They've got to sell themselves as leaders and decision makers and and like the 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 stewards of the assets. Like, can I trust you? to pick the right players. But on the quarterback, though, I think it's just a lot more obvious. I think any of us with a brain who's watched these, who actually have watched them play can say, yeah, if Bryce Young's selected number one, C.J. Stroud is the obvious number two. Or if, God forbid, the, 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 the Chicago Bears select the defensive player number one, Bryce Young is the guy at number two. What like, like I, I don't feel like he's got to be – the what did what did Cal call him the elite Italian talent evaluator? I don't feel like he's actually got yeah, to be that to make that decision. But so you think C.J. Stroud is the second best quarterback, right? I do. But what if he thinks that yeah. his mindset is Will Levis? That's what you're terrified of. Yes, I think it's very okay. fair. Yeah. I, I, I think it's like I, I want to hear that. We'll, we can pick this up because I, I I do want to I, yeah. I do want to hear from you. Seven, I hear you on that. Yeah. Okay. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Think about it. What is your what is your scared level? One to ten. Ten being I'm petrified. One baby. Hey, Nick, go roll a dice. What is your concern level 
of Nick Casario selecting the next quarterback of the Houston Texans. What's your concern level? We'll discuss that coming up. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. 713-572-4610. If you missed it, what is your your concern level? To me, I, I said this for for Texans fans, and I look in I look in the eyes of you, Brandon, mm-hmm. and I know it means a lot to you. I look in the eyes of you, Tyler, and uh, I'm scared when he's left at home in his own devices. Um, I'm scared walked, right now, and he's with. I mean, I know us. I, I've walked into Tyler. I went to the bathroom, came back earlier, and he's just sitting there watching the Altuve home run off of Chapman just to get himself going. So glorious. Yeah, that's a glorious moment. I and mean, then, so I mean, Chapman's and, stupid ass smile on his and, face. Ah. Oh. Love it, and he doesn't really have those moments for the Texans, and and wants them. I do, and uh, and and for me, as I said, for Texans fans, I'm scared to death of Nick Casario. When you look at what he has done here with his decision making, I'm scared to death of him being the person to select who the quarterback is going to be for the Texans. We've seen it on the text line. What would be your, if you were a Texans fan, and 1 to 10 is the scale, what would be, and 10 being the the, the most scared, the highest, what would be yours? I think he is a smart person, and Jack's not there, so my concern level is at an 8.5. Okay. So it's just a little, mine is probably around 7. Yeah. And and it was at, it was at Six probably when we first started this discussion. The more we talk about it, the higher it goes. And I'm see, I'm seeing some people like concern level five out of ten, uh, concern level one forty six, concern level um, fifteen. I do, no, I don't trust Nick to pick the quarterback. Uh, not a concern because Nick selecting the quarterback is an admission that he got it wrong by selecting Mills. Nick won't admit that he's ever been wrong. I don't know if that's fair. I, and yeah, I don't no, put that Mills. Yeah. I don't I don't like yeah, that was look at that situation. Yeah, yeah. That was third round liar. pick. I mean, I mean he probably could And look at what he had that year. This is his first year in Houston. Um uh, uh I, I'm I'm this one uh from 4690 says uh I'm a 5. It's it's an easy decision but I could see Nick screwing it up trying to outsmart the draft. That's probably where I was when we first I started just, this. Like, but I'm I'm but I'm up to 7. The more we talk about it, yeah, I, I, I don't Cause, know because because to me it's more obvious than it might be to Nick, and I can't act like there's not people out there because we see it on the text line too of people that are just like out on the quarterbacks of this draft, the, the quarterbacks at the top of this draft, and don't want to draft a quarterback. Like I, I had this, this the same reply to the tweets that we did earlier in the show where we had the Mills truthers had someone say, "Hey, draft the the edge rusher and go get." A veteran guy. That same person might also be the, you know, could, could be Nick. You know what I'm saying? Could, that same mentality could be Nick's. What if it is? I don't, I don't think it is. But the trust thing, the trust and the credibility issue, the the same thing that they got to sell to these coaches about knowing what they're doing. I think, I think we're coming from that same place of not being sold on. Hey, they're gonna for sure do even the obvious thing, which is where I was like just a minute ago. Was like, hey, they're gonna do the obvious thing, right? But I guess not. I guess that's well, not I the just, case because we're talking about the Texans, I, I so you just, can't just take that for granted. I don't think you can. I just as as I just tried to lay it out of some of the decisions he's made. Like I mean, just I mean, you say don't do the obvious thing. He sat in front of David Cully, as well as 
Jim Caldwell, as well as David Cully, by the way, so obviously not your head coach. Yes, and he hired said, him, right. said, yeah. any, anybody else. He said in front of them and thought, Dave. And if yeah. you don't think it was just all him, which I, I, I give him more credit, I don't think, I, I, I think it was a lot more Nick that made that decision. Now, I'll take it for his word. He said he made the decision. I don't think Nick will make a, would, would, would hire back to back. Awful coaches, and and it not have been his decision, but waltz up to there and say it was all me. I like I I don't I don't know that Nick would do that. Ain't nobody getting paid that that well and looked that bad as somebody was thought to be a really good football person before he got here, and then he hired David Cully and was going to follow it. And they sat there and it was like Josh McCown, bang, let's rock. Yeah, I'll say this though to your initial point when you set all of this up, like I do think that because this was my biggest takeaway from the Nick Casario press conference was, you know, when everybody's talking about, hey, is he is he talking about stepping away? Is he you know he's talking about his job being in jeopardy and how the clock is ticking and all of that? My takeaway more than anything was that, hey, whoever they hire at coach, Sean Payton, whoever, D'Amico Ryan's, whoever it is, that guy, that person is going to outlast Nick Casario. Once it goes south. Now, the ideal scenario is, hey, they take off and everybody's successful and then everybody can keep their job and all is good, okay? But the next time things go south, to me the takeaway was the coach is going to survive the next drastic move. When somebody's got to get fired, okay, when we need to do when we need to pull the plug on something, it ain't gonna be it'll be the general manager ahead of the coach, or it'll be both of them together. So that was my takeaway from that. So the point being Whoever they hire, I think, is going to be the guy who, I wanna, met, who in theory, saves Nick from himself, if that's a concern to have. B. Scott, I want to hear from some fans. I want to hear from people. 713-572-4610. Tyler will get you on. 713-572-4610. What is, your, what is your concern level? When you think about the thought, if Nick, because I do, I believe Sean Payton, if he's here, Sean Payton will have the most, uh, uh, the most power on deciding the next quarterback. I think if D'Amico Ryans is here, I think he will have a good level, not the same level of, as Peyton, but I think he and his staff will have a good level of uh, power of making the decision on who the next quarterback is. Shane Steichen is another one that I think may because right. of the, he's an offensive guy that has options. I think he may. But outside of that, I, I, I think it would be Nick. What is your thought process, and how confident are you in – Nick Casario being the guy who makes the decision for the next quarterback for the Texans. And I just tell you, it could go a, a, a bunch of ways. Like the decision to – I don't – and listen, I'm not saying that Nick is going to be wrong. I'm just talking about how you feel. Like it could be anything. Like you're talking about if Bryce Young gets near and gets C.J. Stroud. If somebody comes up and wants, wants C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young is there, grab him. I'm saying he may say, Will Levis is the guy. Hell, I'll take him at two, or I might go down some and get extra picks to get Will Levis. Or he might just say, "Hey, boy, I need to start winning right now. Let's do it. Let me get, let me get the defensive tackle out of Georgia, or let me get Will Anderson, and then let me bring in Jimmy G or Derek Carr or something. Let me pull, let me try that. Like he could go a bunch of routes that could be right. But I'm just saying, you're when you think about it, mm, when you hear Nick Casario. After what he have you if you've seen his decisions he's made here, Nick Casario, he's gonna be the one to pick the next quarterback. Cause, Cause you know you got four draft picks in the next four first round picks. 
Like, especially if he uses a draft pick. Like, this is the one. The next young one is going to be the guy for years that you're going to try to build around. Or you're like, boy, is he going to pick? Is he going to pick the right one or is he going to pick Zach Wilson? Here we go. Uh, D-Ray, I'll let you uh, kick us off here. Dre. Dre, excuse me. Uh, I got it now. Dre, hey, go, ahead. go ahead, Dre. Go ahead, man. What's your thoughts? Man, show if you was a riverboat, I'm on the deck drinking with you, bro. I've thought about this the whole time. Like, you drop, you draft Stingley. The man was hurt. What, two out of three years he was in college? And you let Sauce Gardner go? And just like you said, look at the all-pro. Look at our guy can't even get on the field. You, you picked David Cully as a coach. Man was never an assistant. Why wouldn't you have the balls to tell the McNairs, I'm not hiring this guy? I don't care if Jack is in his ear, even if Hannah is in his ear. I'm not going to stick my reputation on David freaking Cully. You hire Lovey Smith, I feel like that was, uh, you know, something they had to do for the PR part. But I'm with you, man. I don't trust this draft. All right. Appreciate the, appreciate the call, Dre. Um, well, I mean, I mean that, that's that's the kind of point that I think has to be alarming to one to think of what he's done. Tyler, where are you at? Where 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 are you at on uh on? on... I'd say I I am uh, cautiously optimistic if I'm giving it a number five. I think Nick Casario, the one thing as a general manager since he's been in Houston, that the one thing that I've been pretty impressed with throughout has been his ability to draft talent. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's been perfect by any means. We talked about Kenyon Green and others, but I, I've liked what he's done in the draft, especially given what he came in having. So so I'm cautiously optimistic. I absolutely hear what both of you are saying, though. Um, but but that's where I'm at. All yeah. right. Let, let, let me, let's get Dave at Corpus, Corpus here. Go ahead, Dave. What's your thoughts? That's Dane. Yeah, sure. I'm enjoying you guys' show. Henry. But uh, – I really don't want you guys to forget about Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Oh. He might be better than uh, Stroud or Young in the long run. All right. I'll I'll uh, go on and get off and let you guys talk Appreciate about it. it. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, I enjoyed he, watching Hendon Hooker, but, yeah, I mean. What if, what, what if he goes there? <laughs> Hendon Hooker, baby. Uh, goodness. The only way to do that is if you pull a 2012 Washington situation and, use him as like insurance but and maybe you're drafting your backup and your starter you know like like how Washington drafted Robert Griffin and Kirk Cousins and ended up needing both of them like that's the only way but Hendon Hooker and that's your plan yeah come on I I, I don't think Nick's gonna do that like there are valid real reasons to be skeptical of Nick Casario's decision making like I 100% agree with the premise of this conversation but is it that bad to where he's going to go that far outside the box, man. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe, but I hope not, man. Yeah. And, and more than anything, again, to the point about the coach, because I, I think that's the biggest part. You, you're, you're, you're hoping that they go with one of those guys who would be sort of the focal point, the one that they would go to and say, hey, what's your vision? Somebody who, you who is on a level playing field yeah. to Nick or if not above it but, in but, a way that has not been. But I think whoever it is they hire – is going to be someone that they deem to be that, even if we disagree that that person should be in that role. Like, even if it is one of these that we don't think should be that. Like, I know Shane Steichen was where we were kind of stopping that, kind of stopping that threshold. Mm -hmm. uh, Peyton, D'Amico, Shane Steichen. But whoever it is, I feel like they are going to, at the very least, give them that kind of consideration and leeway because of how the last couple of years have gone. 
Text line eight three two show your show your show your show your show. Your show. Well, so I'm about to show. Well, the, the show's going on. So I'm about to show. Should, I think show. you wanted to say so. You're so oh, dramatic. No, show your so dramatic. My goodness, am I? Just uh, a little bit, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, I? it's, a, it's a radio <laughs> show, man. Well, I, but I mean, but really, am I? So, but, it's just the quarterback. What, what are we doing? I wouldn't. It's just the quarterback. It's just the guy who, the two most important, to me, the two most important things on a team is the coach and the quarterback. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he's absolutely befuddlely blown yeah. in historic fashion, yeah. the coach. He's hiring a third coach in three years. Yeah, and it's also your only reward for being as bad as you were this and year. Now, and, and, and now that guy is going to pick the quarterback. The other most important thing. Yeah, no big deal. Hmm. Not a big deal at all, man. Keep calm. <laughs> Guess I'm being dramatic. Why not? Yeah, okay. Hold on, so. Won't you let, well, maybe let Bill come in and make another trade. Coming up behind us. Uh, coming up next, excuse me. <laughs> Our guy, we're, we're, go, we're doing we a four no, o'clock hour, right? The general, no hours, the general John McClain will join us. I, I, I'm sure he completely trusts Nick on this. We'll get his thoughts on D'Amico Ryans and how serious he thinks the chances are for the Texans to land him. That's coming up next. On the beach when they're running, women jumping up and down, topless. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.